what did you eat for breakfast? Uh, I had cereal and a yogurt with a yummy cup of coffee. Welcome to Music on Your Own Terms, the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions such as anxiety and depression in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 94. Sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and a range of other services. Go to theskinnyarmadillo.com to learn how they can help you get your merch business to the next level. If you enjoy the podcast, there are a couple of ways you can help support me and spread the word. You can buy some merch at store.musiconyourownterms.com and also sign up for the mailing list to stay in the loop. What would really help right now is to go to Podcast Magazine's website at podcastmagazine.com forward slash hot50 and vote for the podcast in their Hot 50 monthly chart. In this week's episode, I talk to Jessica Compton, the founder of Tree of Stars, an organization that promotes mental health awareness and addiction recovery by telling stories through music. We discuss Jessica's history of being abandoned and abused as a child, being arrested and turning to drug use, then her journey leading to self-care and helping others on their own journey. We talk about how music, art, and photography funds outreach programs and feeding musicians, especially during the pandemic, and what learning an instrument has meant to Jessica's own mental health. Mental health awareness is something that is vitally important, especially in this time where people are spending more and more time in their own head and don't have the tools with which to deal with being there. The work that Jessica is doing is critical for her community, and I hope it inspires you to support similar efforts in your own local communities, or even start something if nothing exists currently. Remember, if you are struggling with your own mental health, reach out to myself, Jessica, or visit resources such as psychologytoday.com, or in the US, if you are currently in crisis, go to suicidepreventionlifeline.com or call 1-800-273-8255 to talk to someone and get help. Contact the local equivalent in your own country to get help today. You are not alone, and you are important. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jessica Compton um, of Tree of Stars. Thank you for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and thank you so much for having me. It's a great pleasure to be here. You're welcome. Um, and you're you're in Hamilton, Ontario. Is that correct? I sure am. The old Hammer City. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, if you wouldn't mind starting off, you know, just introducing yourself, what is Tree of Stars? What do you do? Yeah, so uh, Tree of Stars, I found it back in uh, April 2017, uh, promoting mental health and addictions recovery by telling our story through music and arts. Um, so when the pandemic happened, I obviously brought it to an online platform. Um, prior to that, there was a couple projects that we were involved in. Um, one of them was a, a charity album, which is found on Spotify, as mentioned. Uh, so it's Tree of Stars telling our stories. Uh, there was 13 different fema- female musicians that uh, lent a song. And uh, mm-hmm. we did a, a CD release party. It was um, 
you know, it was very, very successful and the community came together and it was a sold out ticket show. So uh, that was done. And then, um, yeah, basically we, we just go around in the community, uh, promote different musicians. And again, as the pandemic, uh, we've just brought everything to an online platform. So since March of uh, this year, we have um, interviewed over 300 musicians, um, but uh, we slowed it a little bit down in August and just uh, every Saturday at 5 p.m. Uh, EAS time, we just, uh, yeah, musicians from around the world, just uh, checking in with them, what they're doing for self-care and uh, yeah, overall how they're doing. Fantastic. Um, so Tree of Stars is, is just your kind of audio podcast and then Tree of Stars on tour is more the video interview content and on tour means you're just going around the world talking to people. Yeah, I, mean, I think the on tour part, um, you know, being all over the place, even when I first started Tree of Stars, I was, you know, going into different areas like uh, Niagara Falls, Toronto, um, you know, and even just this past summer going to North Bay, Ontario. So just being all over the place. Awesome. Um, so, and, and you play guitar yourself and sing? Are you any other instruments? Or? Um, I play harmonica. Um, I, I do a little, I, I call it like basically my own living room stuff because I, I get to that point where I'm like, um, I guess you could say stage fright, but uh, uh-huh. I'm self-taught. Uh, three years ago, um, I can play about 12 chords and I just do my own little riffs and um, you know, I posted a couple videos on TikTok where I'm just uh, jamming it out and doing my own thing. So yeah. Awesome. Um, so, how, I mean, why did you pick up the guitar in the first place? What What was the impetus of that? Yeah. Um, so my dad was a DJ and, uh, you know, he always brought me to concerts. And uh, um, there was about four years ago, three years ago, I, I quit smoking and I wanted to pick up a new good habit. And uh, mm. I just self-taught off of YouTube and I just, I... So instead of spending my money on cigarettes, I bought a guitar. And uh, so at that point, when I bought the guitar, I was like, okay, I seriously can't afford cigarettes now. So I have to play hmm. guitar. <laughs> so right. um, I just looked up videos on YouTube, like how to hold the guitar, you know, what a bar chord was, like everything and anything about a guitar. It just uh, took up all my time instead of smoking. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, the the old adage is uh, teach your guitar, teach your kids to uh, play an instrument, and they'll never have money for drugs. Um, yeah, so let's let's talk about Tree of Stars. I mean, how did that get started? Um, you know, what what was the uh, the start of of helping people and and getting into mental health? Yeah, so I was at a really low point in my life. Um, I I suffered from a bit of depression and anxiety, um, ADHD. Um, in my past, I I was arrested four times and uh, uh, just recovering addict. Um, just lived a really traumatic life. Just all the events that have happened. Um, three years ago, I was at a point where I just I was really really low, and uh, I came up to this uh, this mountain brow where there was this tree. And I was sitting there just uh, reminiscing about life itself. And um, I don't know, there was something that came over me where, where um, you know, I, I also like was reading self-help books and uh, starting to love myself, really love myself. I'm in my 40s and I really didn't know what it was to self-care and check in with myself. So reading some books and taking time to myself and uh, just starting a healing journey and um, mm. just wanting to spread spread the love anywhere I could. And uh, with the music and the mental health, just mixing that together is, uh, it was just uh, like a, I guess you could say like a caterpillar and a butterfly, right? Just blooming. So, and let it just That's do its fantastic. own thing. I know like there's been a lot of like change with Tree of Stars, but I just kind of mm. organically let it happen. That's awesome. Um, so, so what would you say the the um, 
you know the go- the main goal of it is to give people a message of hope um i and i don't know if i'm allowed to swear on this podcast but all this absolutely Go all that shit that i've been through um you know there's there and you know these people that say like there is light at the end of the tunnel i just want to say that there is a message of hope out there and just to take every single day day by day and um you know that people aren't a burden if they reach out if you go to reach out to people when you're struggling and you know they don't have time for you um reach out to somebody else and build that build your own supportive Mm -hmm. community um because yeah people do want to listen and people are going through the same thing together so um you know if if people are saying that you're a burden you're not and you're not alone because there are resources and the great thing about this you know online resources there are those online resources you and i talking right now is a resource absolutely yeah, I mean that that's a lot of what that half of my podcast is about is telling people it's it's okay to not be okay and you know trying uh, break down the stigma and and stop this kind of, you know, stiff up a lip kind of uh, you know, pull your pull your underwear up and just get on with it kind of idea. Um but that yeah, that's fantastic. Um can we dig into your past a bit more and and see you know yeah. what 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 other um what I mean, what led to the uh, the drug use and the depression? I mean, what where where did that come from? And then, you know, what got you over the hump? Yeah, so um, I, I I like to brief this up in about five minutes. And if there is any sort of triggers and people are struggling with that trigger, I look at it as as, as a strength. And I do have resources for people. But uh, uh, back when I was five six years old, uh, my sister and I we were uh, found under a bed. Uh, my my mother abandoned us, and uh, we were put in the foster care system. Uh, in the foster care system, from there they contacted my father. We moved. Uh, my dad, um, you know, got custody over us. We moved up north. Uh, moving up north, uh, we lived on a reserve and uh, lived the culture. Um, I was uh, I was um, abused in, in different ways. One of them being abducted for a couple hours, and uh, that individual ended up bringing me back. So um, I I am uh, you know one of the this is the piece where I'm like I'm super blessed that you know I was returned and. Um, mm. Yeah, so I think with uh, childhood trauma being abused in different ways, um, even within foster care systems, uh, I was abused in in different uh, ways as well. And uh, it just felt like everywhere I went when I was, you know, younger, everywhere I went, I was being abused in some way. Um, Super confused. I used to bully individuals at school, have temper tantrums. I started setting fires. Uh, I started uh, wetting to bed Um, and just all of these, uh, you know, I call it an onion. I I was basically an onion with all these layers of trauma and I Mm. I didn't understand anything. I didn't understand why I was being moved around all the time. Why am I going to a different school? Um, And uh, so it led me to uh, high school where I got, uh, you know, a little bit of pot in me, smoking marijuana and uh, doing LSD and cocaine and drinking and, um, you know, doing ecstasy and just doing all these wonderful drugs and numbing all of my layers of trauma. I was like, this is such a good feeling because I don't have to feel or think about anything. Mm. Um, So it led me to uh, being arrested. I was living on the streets. Uh, I was like 105 pounds, 110 pounds. Um, I was, again, setting fires. I stole the car. Uh, When I got arrested the third time, it was um, escape of custody and then assault a police officer. So 
uh, in all of those years being on the streets and drugs and my trauma, um, you know, there was a time when I was 20 years old and, uh, you know, I think it was a point where one of my friends stuck her fingers down my throat uh, to make sure that I wasn't going to overdose because she saw what, how much drugs I was taking. And um, yeah, so I went to rehab, I got a bit of help and uh, there was still a couple relapses here and there, but uh, I ended up going to, to, to college to be a jail guard. Um, and uh, landed to work in the schools with a child and youth worker for 15 years. And now in the schools, I work uh, the last eight years working with uh, individuals that struggle. So, um, and then, yeah, there was a tree of stars right after. So, you know, the, well, if I can go back and, and explain the layers of trauma and what led me to where I am, people need to dig deep inside. Do you really want the help? Do you really, and it's scary. It's so scary yeah. to dig deep inside and you know, you're going to cry and it is a struggle, but we need to um, live life. And in order to live mm -hmm. life, I think that there's got to be a point. And I'm not saying this is for everyone, but um, I've been in those dark holes and you know, I've been standing at bridges where I've wanted to take my own life because I was so low, but uh, I am here today. And that is the message of hope that uh, it just taking minute by minute and day by day and dealing with those uh, layers of trauma and my trauma might be different than somebody else's. My story is we all have a story and, and it's not leveling it out. Your story's, you know, bigger than mine or smaller than mine, or we, we all have a story and it's uh, I call it a Ferris wheel. And what we deal with that Ferris wheel is when we are at that low, low point, what are we going to do with that low point? What are the steps? What's our safety plan? Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Th yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, yeah, I mean, I've said this on the podcast before, you know, if people really took the time to, to fix themselves, the, you know, a lot of, I, I feel that a lot of the, um, you know, the negativity in the world and the hate and, and, you know, like you mentioned, bullying and everything is, is a reaction to something in the past, more, you know, more often than not. And if people worked on their, their emotional intelligence and their, their, you know, just their own selves more. I think the uh, the general, you know, society would be a better place because everyone's being more healthy emotionally, and that would spread. So yeah, and I think with the bullying piece, like I I'm on a bullying committee now, and it's looking back, going, why was I bullying? I wanted the mm. attention. I was going through my own shit, and you know, taking it out on other people, and I didn't mean to because I was so young. But if we question society internationally and just say, "Where's the resource for the bully?" I know it's individuals that are victimized, but if I can go back in time, going, "Okay, I'm you know in grade three, and I'm stealing people's lunches or tripping them or getting the attention from the teacher all the time," that was me searching out. I just want to be loved. If I look back now, mm -hmm. going. I was a mess. And, you know, speaking of being a mess and, and being fixed or changed, um, I just look at it as, you know, everything is a process. So as we live our life and grow in different ways, um, I still struggle to this day. I'm not saying I'm a perfect human being and I never will be, but taking those little pieces of, you know, I'm not feeling very well today. Um, what are the things that I enjoy doing and can I fulfill those right now? So um, I've walked into nature feeling like super pissed off. And then I've walked out of nature going, wow, I feel way better than I did half an hour ago. So really digging deep and saying what makes me happy and what could make me happy. For sure. Yeah, it's it's definite. Everything's a growing process. I completely agree with that. You know, I, I had experienced uh, bad bullying back in school and 
then the story I like to tell is, you know, we, we went to our 20 year high school reunion and, you know, the, generally the people as a blanket statement, the people who were the bullies were the ones that ended up in prison and ended up, you know, one particular individual discovered he was, uh, either bipolar or he had, he was on the autism spectrum. I can't quite remember, but, you know, but, but they all had troubled childhoods. They all had some type of issue that, you know, was manifesting itself into bullying me or the, the other person, whoever it was. And, you know, you could kind of go into that situation and say, well, you know, look at me, I'm, I'm getting, I'm much better than them, blah, blah, blah. And, and give you this kind of feeling of, um, vindication, but it's really actually, you know what, you kind of feel sorry at this point, even though it caused so much mental anguish back in the day. Now it's like, well, that sucks. Yeah. I'd rather to help people not experience that in the future kind of thing. So absolutely it's a really good lesson, lesson to learn, I guess. Um, so how does uh, how does music itself play into your self care and, and your mental health? Yeah, so I think uh, you know if I were to look back at like um, just reaching out to different musicians and going to music events and um, even just volunteering with different musicians, I've helped out with many CD releases or even if I'm working the front door as a volunteer to help them sell their merchandise. Um, again, my dad was a DJ, so I was always always surrounded by music, but. When I quit smoking and I picked up the guitar, I really didn't know what I was doing. But even just, you know, teaching myself and building calluses on our fingers and just, wow. you know, getting a better amp and plugging it in and getting a tailor. I moved up. So I, like in three years, I've had four guitars and I keep moving mm -hmm. up to a better guitar. And I'm just like, whoa, like this is really great. And um, just feeling that I'm giving myself that as a you know, I could come home from like a really crappy day from work and then just plug in the guitar and just play some nice melodies and, and do my own kind of thing. And um, I'm not the greatest singer, but I do write. I journal every single day and I sometimes take the, the journal writings into like, um, I guess you could say some songwriting. Um, mm -hmm. I have collaborated. I've been in a music studio, um, you know, to record some stuff with different people. And uh you know, collaboration, collaboration is great. If somebody can sing and the other person can write and the other person can play guitar, like mix that together and have fun. And, you know, uh, going to open jams and saying, you know, I don't really know how to play these chords. And, you know, somebody saying, oh, well, hop on the drums. I'll teach you this little riff, you know? So like, just, just having fun. Just, I, I think it, music is such a great therapy for sure. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I liken it to um, meditation. I mean, it's a form of meditation. It's in the way that the, the physical playing takes the uh, the brain processing power away from pain or, you know, mental anguish or whatever, and it channels it through. So the brain is actively being disengaged from what you're concentrating on. So in there and in, in thereby creating this kind of meditation state, which I think is extremely powerful. So it has the power to not only um, heal the listener through whatever emotional you know, shift that's going on, but it's also got the power to, sh to heal you for, even if it's for the 10, 20 minutes that you're actually playing, um, it does, it does help. So, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but like, sometimes I'll go to play for 20 minutes and then three hours will go by and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go to bed. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Absolutely guilty. Yeah. So, um, uh, what significant negative experience have you overcome and what did it teach you? Um, 
and I know you've covered your story, but was there a specific one moment that really stood out that you overcame? Yeah. So I remember one time when I got arrested, um, so there was, uh, to be released, I needed somebody that was over 25 years old and that didn't have a criminal record. So, um, I was basically sitting there waiting for my court and they said that it was going to be mm. like three months and that my time that I was doing was dead time. So I literally had three months sitting in a jail cell, um, just thinking and being in my head, you know? So I think at first it was a negative, but I look back and go, wow, like I had so much time to think about everything. Um, mm -hmm. And just be in my own head. And people fear that. I know people fear that because as I even get older, I still think like, okay, to go back and sit in my head for three months, like that's exhausting because we need mm -hmm. like little bits and pieces. So um, taking that negative and yeah, turning that into a positive, looking back going, I had some really good time to think, you know, and I don't want to go back there. So it's like an immediate choice of like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go and, you know, relapse or I'm not going to go do this because it's going to put me in a, a, a worse spot. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, that that's something that's really evident in the, the pandemic is, um, which is absolutely, at least in, in the U.S., is not being addressed, is the fact that the whole, you know, society has this time to be inside their own head. You know, there's obviously the statistics of like domestic abuse going up, but the mental health aspect is not being addressed. And people sitting in in their homes not going out is is a real issue because it puts people inside their own head and they don't have the tools to be able to deal with that how, i mean how how have you seen the that kind of thing up there i think that you know even just working in the schools and walking down the streets i don't know about anybody else but for me it's like with wearing a mask and only having eye contact and sometimes even just looking at somebody it's almost like we've been like reversed to actually have eye contact because people are so used to going down like this and being on their phones. Now we actually have to look up and we're aware of what's going on. And we have to teach ourselves that different eye gestures is a way of communicating now with students. So if I'm working with the students and I'm surprised or they're surprised, it's like, oh, and then the eyebrows go up. You don't see this part of our faces. So it's it's a whole new world and it's, it's, it's all over the whole entire world. Um, mm -hmm. Us going through this together, um, but you're right about having those, you know, um, self-care tools. What do we do in these moments? And I've never seen, you know, people. And I think that that's that fight or flight where I've been in a jail cell for three months in my head. So sitting in a pandemic for, you know, back in my head, um, you know, I utilize that time to do some painting. If it's time to journal or read positive books or pick up my guitar, um, you know, or to go hug a tree, you know, um, and then, and then to reach out if I'm really, really struggling is to reach out to those people that will answer their phone at three o'clock in the morning for me. Mm, absolutely. Um, so what, major positive experience has given you the encouragement to follow this particular journey and again you know maybe something that's really stood out that forced you into this path i guess or yeah maybe not forced is the wrong word but yeah 
I would have to say that the people that I've connected with, everybody that I've connected with, it's like I've taken a lesson from them. If it was another meeting, another musician and hearing what they had to say, or if um, I'm into photography. So I've sold like, you know, photography pieces to fund what I do, or I've reached out in other ways of sponsorship so that I can go and pay those musicians. You know, over the mm. summer, um, I, I was able to pay a thousand dollars into different musicians for two months because other people are sponsoring what I'm doing so that I can go feed a musician so um just that those days that I want to kind of give up and I'm like you know I'm I I don't think I can do this anymore and then something with the universe pops up and goes hey look at this and I'm like huh so just as I want to give up it's Mm -hmm. like if I give it some time and patience something comes up and tells me to keep going that's fantastic I mean how how important is having various um this might go on a bit of a tangent but uh various streams of income and you know is that something that you planned or is that something you just discovered by accident <laughs> discovered by accident um <laughs> i didn't know like that if i took a picture uh which is my logo um that it, i changed it into you know um putting that uh, those photography pieces in different cafes to see if it would sell and it did um the story behind that and why that photography piece is important to sell so that i can go help out a musician and to connect with musicians all over. So, um, you know, like I said in the beginning when the pandemic happened, I was talking to people from, you know, Germany, India, uh, Scotland, all over the place. And it's really, really cool how um, everybody comes together and community doesn't have to be just your neighbor or, you know, in a city. Community is is you and I and and this online mm. community. It's, it's really amazing. So I think that, you know, um, having... Um, having that confidence that if you don't think you're a good photographer or a good artist, there's people that can tweak that and help you with the different avenues to make a bit of funding, you know, not to be famous or rich, but this bit of funding over here can help out this little project and this little project can help out this project. Absolutely. Uh, That actually reminds me, I I interviewed a photographer not too long ago um, out of New York and her first, first piece got featured in an art gallery of, of like, uh, concert photography she took it on a flip phone yeah so <laughs> that's like and 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 I, I always i always say this you know ansel adams never had a digital camera so yes yes you know those flip phones honestly i miss them <laughs> not gonna lie I miss mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, one 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 pixel but it's okay yeah um um, yeah, I mean, so so your art, uh, your photography. Do you put put it in there as a print, and then do you have some kind of story behind it, or is it basically just your name and the price? Like, how how do you set that up? Yeah, so um, I do a bunch of other photography, but it's not for sale. Um, I only sell one piece, and it's in a canvas, and then I also have some wooden um, plaques that I sell in a smaller price. Um, I also have like different merchandise. I've uh, put that photography piece on uh, hoodies, toques. Um, I've made I made calendars in the past, uh, mugs, uh, notepads. Um, yeah, just taking that that photo and turning it into a logo, and that logo being on all the merchandise. So, and that photo, I mean, it was taken with my phone, and it was on one of my dark days. And now mm. it's helping other people. And you know, if I sell five hoodies. Um, you know, the money that I make off of that, again, it's helping pay for musicians. So um, anything I can do to help uh, in, in different ways. Um, and it doesn't really have to be, um, 
you know, like you said, with that lady with the, the cell phone, I think nowadays, like things can be, you know, edited through Snapseed or I've put on like uh, a picture where there's like 18 different filters and I print it out and I'm like, whoa, this is awesome. And I'm not selling it, <laughs> you know, it's right. for my living room. So yeah. Oh, so, so, so it really is just that one picture and that's it. You know, you don't have a plan to do, to expand that. Yeah. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram. It's called, uh, lost in the lens found in the moment. And most of my pictures, like I'll go into like abandoned houses, abandoned buildings, uh, take pictures of some really creepy stuff. And I, yeah, I enjoy just different avenues. Like if it's, uh, you know, alleyways, I've taken pictures of like a pile of needles and I'll use it as like an outreach photography. So I'll post the picture mm -hmm. and I'll talk a little bit about like mental health and addiction and, and homelessness. So um, I'll use it. Yeah. More like a photography outreach. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we are visual species and that's why Instagram is so popular, but that, that, that's, that's perfect because you get that kind of, um, instant visualization of said subject matter and then you can elaborate underneath that that's that's fantastic um do you do hdr photography with the with the abandoned buildings that's do. pretty popular in that style yeah i do uh i do have a really good camera but uh i've upgraded to the um the 20 ultra so i've been just playing around with that but uh and i have taken uh pictures with my um my nikon uh 3200 where um i've done uh album covers for people so i've done two album covers uh for for uh, musicians and just as a just like not to charge them um you know mm. and get them to do two gigs and uh, they they've got their photography uh, album so that's fantastic yeah i mean that 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 kind of uh tr you know trading idea is is really great um you know that's one of one of the things i would like as a as a pet project is to come up with some kind of uh network for for that kind of thing for the music industry where one guy's a lawyer and one guy's a graphic designer and one guy mixes and and you just you know barter your services back and forth and have this nice list of people that you could reach out to. And, you know, I think that that idea is, you know, it's the whole, whole piece of, of thinking outside the box of, of how do you get services done without having to pay for them? But then you're actually providing more value by doing something else for someone. But yeah, it's one of those things that has to be thought through. Yeah, I know when I did the charity album, I had, um, it was uh, an entertainment and media lawyer and I had to get all the mm. musicians to sign the paper. They're lending me a song and I don't own the song, but I own the album to do charity fundraising. So um, there's also an individual that I know from the States. They, uh, it's called Birdsong Foundation and the lady, I'm actually going to meet her for the first time and I'm on her uh, board of directories. But I... Um, gave her one of uh, a contract that had cost me a thousand dollars. She's mm. just starting out as a charity and helping out musicians. And I said, well, you can do a cut and paste and make your own. And uh, so I saved her a thousand dollars not to take the work away from lawyers, but um, you know, it's a uh, 100% for charity and it's helping out musicians. Now she's, she's giving, uh, uh, you know, musicians the opportunity to do um, free recording in, in studios. So mm. that right there, hopefully it feeds a musician again. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially right now where everyone is, is really limited in what they can do. Um, if they don't, again, if they don't have the resources for different streams of income and they're relying on live shows. Um, so yeah, I mean, let, let's talk about that, that, uh, that album a little bit. I mean, it, you, did you say they're all 
the musicians were from all over. They weren't just Canada. Canadian? Uh, so with the Tree of Stars uh, uh, charity album that I did, they were um, from Ontario, different uh, female musicians from Ontario. Okay. And um, we gave the funds to the Youth Wellness Centre 100%. And uh, so for the next 25 years, anything that's uploaded, any funds that we make, uh, we give a check to the hospital and the hospital goes and helps out with the youth centre. Uh, with Birdsong Foundation that I, again, I'm uh, on the board of directories and they're located in the United States. Um, so she, uh, the founder, Margaret, she um, has different musicians from around the world that are going to be on the charity albums. So that's super cool uh, that I get to be a mm. part of that. And uh, all the recordings happening in the next two weeks. Uh, so I'll be in the studio meeting different musicians and uh, yeah, helping out there. That's awesome. So did, did you see, I don't know how much you've dug into this, but did you see any um, differences from solely Canadian musicians to uh, worldwide musicians in terms of the legal terms of the of that contract or it wasn't really so a factor um so at the very end of it i don't do any of that paperwork but i know that um again it's they're not going to get any like the musicians aren't going to get any funding from it um but they do get their their music um thrown out there mm. uh into different locations um it's just a starting project and um yeah like i said i helped out with that contract and hopefully all that works out on her end because she's she's the founder and she's the boss hmm. and you know I'm kind of just a, a middleman who volunteers. So that's cool. Um, on your your podcast, you've got some nice guitar music in the background. Is that you playing or is that? I I do have uh, some different melodies. I just started a TikTok and uh, I I know I, I I just wanted to test it out, so I'm putting some of my music on TikTok instead of because with my my Instagram, it's mostly wanting to promote other musicians. It's not not really about mm. me. So um, yeah, I just started a TikTok so I could put my own like little riffs on there and uh, some different vocals or or anything like that. So again, it's Tree of Stars on TikTok and. Uh, yeah, I just just created it two days ago. So if people want to see me play a bit of music and sing, I'm over there on TikTok. But uh, yeah, the Tree of Stars on Instagram is is all about other musicians around the world. Uh, that, that's cool. No, I, I was just saying behind when you're talking on your podcast. Oh, yes. What What's the music behind that? That was just a, a theme that I picked, but... Um, I think at the end I will I will send you a, a couple riffs that I have of of me playing, but um and that that is a uh, uh something that they uh, Spotify um on those audio podcasts uh to uh, uh, yeah it was just a, a so it's like li library music yeah I didn't I didn't yeah, know if yeah. it was somebody specific okay cool yeah good to know um all right so the uh, the final question is what does music mean to you. Music to me is, is life. I think, you know, when we get in our car and we drive to work, I turn the radio on, you know, um, and then I, I look at my phone and I'm looking at different Spotify stuff and it's connecting with those lyrics and anybody that I connect with that's a musician or that likes music, you know, it's always like, check out this new song, listen to the lyrics. Everybody was like, listen to the lyrics, listen to the, I am listening to the lyrics. And, you know, that's, that's life lyrics and music is life because we're going to connect with each other. If I ask you about, you know, have you ever heard that song ACDC Thunderstruck? I don't know about you, but back in the day, I used to crank that on the speakers and uh, you know, the beginning of the Thunderstruck, it's just like, you know, you start moving your head and yeah, we move to music. We listen to music. We connect with music. Music is life. Absolutely. Would you say you're more of a, a lyrics person or, a, or just a, you know, a instrumental music type person? Do you connect with the lyrics more or the music? 
I would have to say lyrics, but I have done some painting uh, with uh, just instrumental and meditation. So it depends what kind of mood I am. So that's kind of not to like say yes or no or this or that, mm. but I'm, it, it depends what I'm doing in life. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm sitting in a room with a candle and I'm reading, it's going to be meditation music in the background. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, and we're, yeah, we you've mentioned it a couple of times, but just to, just to go over it again, where where are the uh, uh, social media handles, websites uh, that people can find and reach out to you? Yeah, so you can find us on uh, YouTube, Tria Stars. Uh, some of our events that we've done are on there. Uh, mostly on Instagram, I'm active with musicians around the world on Instagram at uh, Tria Stars on Tour. Facebook is Tree of Stars. Mostly I post on there of resources. Uh, and then my story itself um, with my with my past, uh, like I said, I call it Layers of Onions and a Trauma. Um, that's on WordPress at Tree of Stars on WordPress. Awesome. And then um, do you have a name for the for the piece of music you, you'd like to, to share at the end? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to send, uh, send you something. Hopefully we can, we can link that there, but, uh, um, there's a song I wrote uh, called stranger and, um, yeah, it was kind of geared to myself, just losing myself and not knowing who I was and felt like a stranger to myself. So, uh, I'll send you that riff, uh, after the recording. Fantastic. Um, and, and just any last minute, um, you know, messages for people who are struggling you know, with their mental health, anything you'd like to share? Yeah, I am absolutely here for you, even though we don't know each other, anybody that's struggling. Um, if it's, you know, three o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, send me a message. Um, again, I know what it's like to, to struggle in different ways. Um, and if I can't help you, um, I've connected with so many resources around. Uh, if it's peer support, or even if it's like music, uh, you know, production or anything like that, if I can help out in any way, um, I'll do the best I can to, to help you out. And if I, uh, if I said like, um, I will do my best to reach out to other, other remedies. Awesome. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for joining me today. It's been fantastic. Really appreciate, you know, you coming on and, and sharing and you know, what you, what you're doing is, is, is really great. So keep doing it, continue success. And thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a, a, an amazing opportunity and, uh, yeah, keep shining your light over on your end. Uh, I, I love all your uh, mm. videos. I Like I said, I was watching uh, a couple there where just being real and raw, right? And talking and, and yeah, shining your light. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks as always for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes because that really helps the podcast get in front of more people just like you who want to learn from the successes, strategies, and failures of artists and entrepreneurs that I talk to. I really feel that the information coming from those guests is exceedingly valuable for the musicians community and anyone wanting to pick up tips from other people's experiences. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Jessica Compton with Stranger.